0: Okay, welcome everybody. <clears throat> this is your boy Bob Rock and this is the B-Rock RC Show. A live podcast for the drifter by a drifter. Sorry again for the mix-up on uh, on YouTube with the live stream there. Just goodness knows what the hell is going on. Uh I am trying to sort out all my technical issues. However, uh, I think... By this week, I should have things uh, sorted out. So it should be a hell of a lot better. Uh, The stream will be a lot better looking, a lot more consistent. It will be in a much better uh, space. Uh, And hopefully, I won't be having all of these funky issues. Uh, Hey, Perry, how are you doing, man? Jeez. uh i think uh after this uh, stream, I'm really gonna need your help perry just to to fix up my my streaming issues. It's ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous uh so how's the audio uh, can you guys hear me um to be fair uh I don't know why i'm using the 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 headphones it's not like i can it's not like I can't hear myself speak <laughs> but I don't know. It feels kind of. feels kind of nice. So we'll just leave it at that. Yeah, dude. Uh, hey guys. Hey Chris. Jeez, that was such a mix-up. On YouTube, all I tried to do was just share the link onto onto Facebook and. Everything went haywire. Absolutely, everything went haywire. It's ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. But nonetheless, we're gonna still make this uh, a great show for everybody. And uh, I hope you guys gonna to enjoy today's uh, today's episode because I got a few very interesting uh, talking points. And um, it just uh, just over the last week, having some conversations with a few guys. Uh, and also reading some of the info out on uh, on the the Facebook groups as well, uh, I picked up uh, some pretty some pretty interesting stuff. Uh, and in between all of that, um, uh, I I mentioned to my Cambodia group uh, this little expression that we have in one of our. Uh, indigenous uh, South African languages yeah it's it's the language is called Zulu maybe you've heard of it maybe you've heard of the people but not the necessarily the language so there's a little expression there that I used with the guys and I explained to them what it means and it just it they just started rolling with it and it's pretty cool hey bob thanks for joining in man really appreciate it and for all those who are not familiar with uh my show this is the b rock rc show and it's a live podcast for the uh for the drifters by a drifter where we talk about everything uh rc drifting uh, from around the world so i hope you guys will enjoy the show join me for a little while And get to know me a little bit better and get to know what RC Drifting is all about. So, one of the things we want to talk about, uh, the first thing I want to talk about actually is regarding the D5. The Sakura, the 3 racing Sakura D5. I don't think I've mentioned anything about it uh, in my previous episodes. Maybe sometime during Season 1, I may have spoken briefly about the d5 i can't quite remember i need to go back in my notes and see if we ever had that conversation but uh what i do want to talk about on the d5 is um i i think it was last week i made a post hey thanks for joining in buddy appreciate it man uh so last week i posted up uh, another picture or an older picture of one of the early renderings from uh, 3Racing in which they were still in development for the the Sakura D5. Now I must say that it was a very exciting uh, pre-production design where it had a lot of similarities to some major brands that we already know like overdose and uh, wrap up next so with the overdose being the the ifs system now i do understand that the, the ifs system was uh, developed a long time ago and it's only i'd say fairly recently that other brands have been adopting that same style of uh, uh, shock layout and suspension system Uh, but it's nice to see that uh, you know all brands are starting to develop it so I mean that that meant that says something about it that means it's probably working well you know Um, and then also uh, with regards to the the motor layout it had a lot of similarities with the uh, with the wrap up next uh, in particular, I think it's one of the Kenbro or the or the nervous layouts, um, where the motor position is. I hope I'm using the right word. Lateral, laterally placed, and uh, and in a high position, so giving it some uh, high center of gravity, and that really got people the uh, the drift world, like very very interested, very very keen. Uh, I'm definitely one of them. In fact, I'm so interested in a in a D5, although I won't, uh, I won't necessarily like go out of my way to to get one of them just yet. But if I do happen to come across it and it fits in with my project list, I suppose then I may I may get one and give some feedback on that. Uh, so far, the D5 is proving to be a, quite a good uh, chassis for its uh, for its price, uh, and I think everybody uh, everybody who's driving one really likes it. Uh, I've seen some guys doing some minor upgrades, adding in parts from from other manufacturers, and they are loving it so i think it's uh it's a really good move for every beginner i think it's it's fantastic for you to try out if you want to get into uh rear-wheel drive without breaking the bank that's a perfect uh, starter chassis so uh, again going back to the the pre-production design versus the post-production design uh, it's It's very interesting to see how they how they changed the whole design uh, once they went into production. Uh, and for, uh, I did try and speak to uh, Jackie Lau from from Three Racing. At first I couldn't get in contact with him but that's probably because they were celebrating the Chinese New Year. So it just so happens that uh, today I sent him a message and he managed to reply so uh, i I not wanna uh, uh push him too much for any info uh and and I'd say about a three quarter of the info that is given me i unfortunately i've been asked not to share uh because they they still wanna do do their announcements and whatever it is so uh, you know I will respect that and I won't uh, uh touch on those. Uh, those other questions and info that he's uh, so generously allowed me to have but one of the things I did ask him was would, uh, was regarding the the pre production design versus the post production design like what happened in between why was there uh, such a change in the in the design of the production so what he uh, had to say was that uh, when it comes to, to design uh, and production, along the way changes will happen uh, depending on the production process, what they're able to produce and what not, uh, what they can't uh, produce, which is why we see the change in the, uh, in the production, uh, the production version, the final version that we are getting now. And then, uh, so it's understandable, uh, I'm sure that uh, those who are more technically adept and who know these manufacturing processes will understand uh, what he means by that. Um, I, I have a general idea, so I kind of get why why he says that. Uh, and then, with regards to the, the whole rear end and the motor position and why it changed to an RR, this is, you know, sometimes the design changes uh, a pre-production due to the market. So what's happening in the market? What's in? What's hot? What's right now? And that made complete sense because uh, I think uh, at the moment the RR, the rear, the rear motor uh, layout is the the current uh, or at the time of production was the current trend and i'd say to some extent it still is the current trend Um, i for one have tried it out uh, a little bit and i must admit that uh, i didn't like it i didn't like the the rr uh, layout perhaps it's because uh, i didn't give it enough time i didn't give it a full my full focus and attention but uh, you know, maybe I was expecting a little bit too much out of it straight out the out the gate. Uh, I should have spent more time uh, tuning it and adjusting it, uh, and then and then running it to make a, a, a fair assessment. Uh, but I I didn't. Uh, to be to be honest, my chassis layout uh, the way it was running with the high motor mount uh, and the high CG. You know, I was just loving it at the moment, and I was I was trying to develop my driver's skill more. So that worked out for me perfectly, and the RR just threw a whole spanner in the works. So I didn't like it. But perhaps later on, I might give it another another shot and see. So Wolf says, like me, don't like it that much. Yeah, man, I mean, you, you know... Uh, it doesn't suit uh, everybody's style so I'd like to to boil it down to that you know put it down to it just doesn't fit my style but again like I said perhaps I didn't give it enough uh, enough time so I think uh, with with drifting and perhaps things other than drifting you have to give something uh, a full chance or in order to make a proper and fair assessment so I think that's something to remember in whatever we do Uh, if you're going to try something new out give it your full attention and go all out in it uh, obviously within reason and then see if that thing uh, suits you whether you like it or not and then take it from there so coming back to the next part of my uh, uh, my uh, show today was uh, as I mentioned earlier. There was this little uh, expression that uh, I used with my boys uh, at the team, and uh, I will I will tell you what that is now. I have been using it in a few of the groups. Some of you may have seen it, uh, but you'll know. Uh, let's see. Okay, so Vivian says RR is a very se is very setup sensitive if you don't nail the setup you won't enjoy it and uh, i i think that actually that actually does apply to me and what i've done uh when trying out the the rr and and perhaps it's like i said uh, i didn't give it uh, its full attention in order to make a fair assessment and then say well i don't like rr uh, I think one of the things I didn't like about it was uh, that it was so rear-heavy. And again, like I said, you know, I didn't give it its full attention. So Vovin makes a, a very valid point there. If you don't, uh, if you don't uh, set it up properly, you won't enjoy it. Okay. So Wolf says I still run my YD2R, but my favorite is my fantasy high motor, low battery nice very very nice um i guess you know uh trying out everything you you'll find you'll find certain layouts or certain setups that will just suit the way you run things uh that will just suit your driving style uh and it'll just feel natural to you um, i know uh, i know vivian personally so which is why i'm i'm gonna say what i'm what i'm going to say uh bovin is is very technically uh good and his adaptability is crazy so he can switch from all from cs to rear wheel drive like that but uh obviously now with cs sort of uh uh, taking a nosedive uh we've all been concentrating more on rear wheel drive but now he's he drives uh, a normal, a normal layout and the RR, and he can switch between the two, and it's still mind blowing. I don't know how you guys do that. Uh, I'd love for some of that skills to rub off me, you know, so maybe I can join in the fun. But for the moment, I'm really enjoying my the layout. Uh, I think it's it's competitive. I'm able to be competitive. I'm able to control it, so it's pretty cool. Okay, so Bob says, Seb found the RR a bit like a pendulum. If setup not perfect, harder to control in corner entry and mid corner, but faster the exit. Yeah, I think that's exactly what, um, uh, what Viv was uh, was saying as well, that it has to be set up properly. So perhaps I should give it another try, and uh, focus on on getting it right. And perhaps that'll help me uh, become a better a better driver. You know, uh, also become uh, a little sharpen my technical skills and my setup skills so i mean that makes a lot of sense also for the guys that don't know uh bob uh and seb seb is bob's son and this father and son pair are like two peas in a pod and uh, they both support each other a hell of a lot they really uh they really are two in my opinion two giants in the uh, in the rc drift community and they are amongst the many others who help keep rc drifting alive in the global arena so that and i must thank you for always joining into the show really appreciate it so the guys that just joined in and don't know who i am i am bob rock and this is the b rock rc show a live podcast for the drifters by a drifter so back to my, uh, uh, to take a break from all the technical uh, stuff that we've been talking about. Uh, so this expression that I've started coining, and I can't, I mean, that's not fair to say that I coined an expression in somebody else's language. But it's an expression that that's used throughout South Africa. Everybody knows it. And it's, it's, not just, it's not just a word, it's also a feeling, an emotion. Uh, and it has so many different uh, meanings in all the different uh, contexts that, uh, that you come across. So the word is Haibo. Try saying it, that. Haibo. That's how it's pronounced the word is Hybo. so i so the, uh, w- there was a crazy post on one of i think it was a world uh, worldwide uh, rc group or one of the groups and it was this this madness of a of a post and i was so taken aback by it that i typed in the comment Hybo like what is going on so Then I went back to the guys and I, I, and I explained to them that you know what I, I put this uh, this comment out, but this is what it means it, it's a Zulu word and in a, it, it's an expression used to to describe like absolute bewilderment like like uh, you can't believe it like like a wtF moment that's what haibo is. So Haibo, what is going on? so you got to use it in the right context as well but you can use it throughout so whenever we come across a crazy crazy post you start off with hybo what is this guy saying it's absolute rubbish you know that kind of thing so use it don't use it it's a fun word and it perfectly describes that moment where you come across something so over the top and so crazy that you have no other words to describe what's going on. So you just say hibo and you make your face like that. You open your eyes out. Haibo. What is going on? <laughs> so that's a that's a new word you guys can use from the land of uh africa start a new trend <laughs> exactly man it's gonna be crazy everybody's gonna be saying hi hibo. hi bro. <laughs> and other guys uh, uh the the few guys that i've uh, mentioned it to yeah they was start going crazy with it uh jack and rob and uh and all the other guys uh hey how's it uh araf wassalams. good to see you joining me man appreciate it brother Uh, I see a few more people have joined in for uh, again. I must mention I know I just mentioned it a couple of minutes ago But this is the B-Rock RC show a live podcast for the drifters by a drifter Welcome everybody to my podcast I'm so glad that you guys have joined in to find out and see what it is that we do in RC drifting My object for my podcast is to bring the world of RC drifting to the people and engage in in fun, lighthearted, meaningful conversations about RC drifting, and uh, just keep it in touch with everybody uh, out there. Uh, I think uh, in this really tough time that we have come across with uh, with the lockdown and the COVID uh, going around the globe, uh, and many of us have not been able to get to the track and get to RC drifting we needed uh we needed certain things certain little little things that people do just to help everybody stay in the hobby stay motivated and just, uh, just keep the hobby alive so my passion my love is uh, RC drifting uh, which is why i i, I did this I've wanted to do podcasting for quite a while. And then I thought, let me combine the two. Podcasting and RC Drifting and voila, we have the B-Rock RC show. So besides that, uh, I know it, I've posted uh, a little bit about the new project that I've been uh, working on, which is the Isuzu Bellet. And uh, I thought uh let me show you guys a little bit more i progressed (laughs) yes wolf hybo uh i progressed a little bit with the uh, uh with the shell i added the bumpers i've got some uh src uh mirrors in here the the old school mirrors like i said i added the bumpers i've got some detailing around the the windows, uh, I'm actually using some Wrap Up Next uh, Chrome window trimming, uh, window vinyls in there. Uh, I'm sure for the guys that use the Wrap Up Next uh, vinyls and decals, you, you'll know it. Uh, for the headlights, I use the lens, the, the one lenses, and then I added in the, the standard light buckets that come with the body. So they were textured so it gives it a little bit more more realism and a little bit more depth and then i did the same for the rear as well so uh i'm just gonna pick it up for you guys i hope it's not gonna be too uh too much in the face so here it is this is a i think the only thing i didn't like about uh about this body was the front the front here it's actually, it's actually not, not molded very well. The, I think the, the, the polycarb just, I don't know whether it's the mold or what, but uh, I've got the stickers to hide the, the imperfections here. Uh, and then I also use some, uh, uh the one, uh, decal there. I cut out the, the hole for the light bucket for that uh, indicator there, and then I push that through and stuck it in. Looks like there's something missing there. Uh, here in the front, well, it it actually that's how that's how it comes. That that's how it looks. The body comes like that. Uh, this light isn't showing the best the best of the colors here. Uh, of how it looks maybe if i hold it a little bit further back the color might look a bit better so it's not too bad you see i added in i added in the uh the chrome the chrome vinyl strip in here you can't see it too well because of the, the light in the background but if i um if i don't have that light then you can't see me <laughs> I'm not particularly fair, if you notice. Uh, So, yeah, I finished up the the rear window there. Uh, You can see uh, I did the the light in there. Uh, It's not too bad. Uh, It could have definitely been a little bit better. Um, Yeah, bro. Uh, Wolf, I know know it looks like there's something missing here. But the bumper is like that. It, it, It came like it came like that uh even the rear as well uh i mean you would think you would think that that bumper that bumper actually goes in the front but it's actually that's how it is so that's my body uh oh yeah 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 let me just show you guys look old school mirrors, old school mirrors. i i think those those are very cool you can get those from src uh very very nice, you can adjust it as well, Uh, I need to speak to Viv about that and ask him how can I make it stand a little bit better, I think I need to heat it up and then then bend it the right way, but uh, if you're talking about uh, paint job, this is definitely without a doubt my best work that I've done, I mean the lower part in the front on the corners Oh, you mean you mean here? Uh, like I said, dude, the, the, it, that's how it came. I know it, it it looks it looks very odd, but those were the lines. Those were the lines. It's so weird. I know it's so weird, but that that's how it is. I mean, it, it looks like there needs to be a a lip of sorts here. Well, actually, that's not such a bad idea. Maybe I could do. Maybe I could do a lip that would that would sit right there and I suppose that would that would finish it off Yeah, uh, I'll look into that I'll cut a piece. I have some uh, the offcuts from the from the body so I could use that. Fashion a lip Missing a bumper, I know, I know Perry, but I'm serious. There's no other there's no other parts that come come in the front here and even when I uh, when I looked at the lines I I made sure I, I followed the lines and that was that was it the lines went up up and around in the it, it's crazy it, it's so weird I know but that's how it is this body is definitely something different it's crazy and then uh, something special some scale dynamics I'm going to hold it a bit far away because the light is causing some glare. But these are the work equips. Uh, it, it's a Pandora body. It's a Pandora. Um, I, I've I've never seen that one before. I was lucky. I think that was the last one that uh, Richard at Don's Day had. So I grabbed it from him. I wanted to do something different. Uh, and I think it was a good choice. Body came out great. These are my wheels that I'm going to use. Something, some nice old school style wheels in there. I think that's going to be very, very cool. So yeah, man, that's my little project. Yeah, I waited so long for these, man. Uh, I can tell you, that they weren't uh, exactly um, on the on the cheap side, <laughs> but uh, for me. it it, it was it's so worth it man these wheels are so legit uh it is a 12 mil offset though so i doubt uh, i doubt i'll i'll run these wheels on on any of the bodies anytime uh anytime soon but uh, maybe for display it'll be perfect so after posting, uh, you know, I've asked the question like whether guys like how many of you guys uh, would run run a body, uh, uh, you know, a, a really nice, well-done body, versus uh, making it a shelf queen. Uh, for for this body specifically, uh, I'm a little bit torn. I don't know whether whether I should run the body or not. A lot of people are saying. Don't do it. Don't do it. It looks too good. Just leave it alone just to make it a shelf create. But I don't know. I, I built it to drift it. So maybe I drift it once and then put it away. I don't know. I'm still undecided. But I do have a, a couple other projects um, uh, out there. So it's going to be interesting. OK, so. Who says, 12 mil offset equals to 8 on MST wheels as far as I can remember. Okay. Well, this does say uh, backspace 10 mil. I don't know whether that means anything. So could it mean that it's actually equal to a 10 mil offset? i know man i want to run it but then i don't want to <laughs> i'm a bit caught up i don't know let's see how the e30 project uh turns out and then if that one uh turns out uh, uh not too bad or not as good as this one i'll run the e30 and then display this and then i've got an sx that's coming in in a couple of days and then i also have the 350z uh which i'm keeping for a specific uh, project and then lastly one of my prized possessions is the yokomo mark x it was i think it was like the last one that's uh, that was around in sa or i could be wrong but uh i think i got the last uh yoko mark x brand new and I'm so excited about it. Uh, I'm actually intending on running the the Stay Humble uh, library. I spoke to Kim Grande about that. He was like, yeah, dude, go for it. I mean, I love the black, white and gold library that he's done on his uh, uh, Mark X. And I asked him, you know what, can I do the same library? Also, uh, Obviously I won't do the Stay Humble part, but you know, I think that library will be like class with but I'm so scared of doing that that body up I don't want to mess it up so yeah a body that it's been kept away until I'm brave enough to do that body Uh, let's see don't remember that well I have the first mesh ones and the water now we'll see Uh, I'll put it on and then let's see let's see how well they uh, they fit so yeah that's uh, so that's my project uh, that I'm busy with, uh, uh, I think I'm almost done with it. I've got some body lines to do. I've got to finish up the the front window uh, window trim, and let's see what else. I'm thinking of adding the uh, the exhaust tips, but I just need to uh, I just need to go back and reference the the actual car, and see what type is there, and see what uh, SRC has in stock. Uh, and then, yeah, and it, uh, you know, I'd want to uh, also add some uh, old school lighting in there, so get the that that old uh, yellow headlight look. Uh, I think that'll be cool if I can run some headlights in there. That'll be, I think that will really add to the uh, to the effect of this uh, body. So we'll see. I'll keep you guys posted and let you know what's going on there. Uh, right. You know, the, the next thing I wanted to talk about was um, there's a couple of guys that's doing some nice stuff for the for the global community in the form of, of uh, well, I mean, they give back to the to the RC community via uh, raffles or waffles, whichever way you wanna say it. It's probably the same thing. So these guys put up put up some prizes uh of some really some really nice RC gear uh which in fact some of these things like cost in the thousands of dollars or pounds and um and you actually get a chance to uh, to win that for a fraction of the cost so i'm talking about guys like uh dale clements out in the uk who runs uh aspo rc and you know uh, and f- for the guys that know or the guys that don't know uh, he runs uh, a raffle maybe once or twice a week i know he does he started doing a new mystery box raffle on wednesdays so Please check out uh, Aspo RC and Dale Clements specifically. He always puts up uh, when he's doing the referral. And some guys have won some magnificent stuff. Everything from bodies and accessories to high-end electronics like the Futaba 7PXRs, uh, overdose chassis, MSTs, Yoko's, uh, AccuVans, Electrics, the works. He's been He's included all of these amazing, amazing stuff. Uh, in a raffle and guys who maybe bought like one or two tickets have have won it so imagine uh, i mean his tickets cost like two pounds a hit and you can take as many tickets as you want so for two pounds you're getting like thousands and thousands of worth of of stuff which is uh, which is crazy it's ridiculous and so he also runs like i said he also runs uh aspo rc which is also an online hobby shop so you guys want out in the uk and in the europe uh you know uh, you guys should support him because he supports the community via these these raffles which are totally worth it absolutely worth it uh then out in the i think he's from the the us uh mike mike munoz uh, did I say your name right, bro? Please, please let me know. I hate absolutely hate butchering uh, names. So please, if I said it wrong, please come and correct me with the correct way of uh, saying your name. Mike Munoz, He runs uh, the Ronan uh, waffles or raffles. I don't know what's the difference. Can somebody please explain to me the difference between a raffle and a waffle? Uh, besides waffle being something that you eat. So please, can somebody just clarify that for me? Because I have no idea. And that's another. There, there's another expression to uh, to describe, uh, and it's also a word that means I don't know. So the the Zulu language has one word to say that whole sentence. I don't know. So I'm gonna teach. I'm gonna teach you guys that uh, next time watch out my profile and watch out uh, uh, in the groups you'll see me use it <laughs> okay so I think it's just a joke FP doesn't like raffles so they call it a waffle uh, oh, oh, oh yes 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 okay that that kind of makes sense because I've heard of, of people having issues with the with the raffles and yeah yeah exactly with the algorithm that's right Perry thanks for that okay so it's really just just a, a change in a word just to make it different Ugh. okay whatever uh right so yeah like I was saying uh Mike Munoz uh out in the US who runs the Ronan Waffles um they he does um oh uh, recently he he did a waffle where he uh put up a rhino max version 2 up for grabs and i'm sure a lot of you guys know that the rhino max is usually a limited run of chassis so that was pretty crazy and uh, a good friend of mine rob fishery he won it what are the odds it's crazy, so you guys should uh, should try and get in, man. It 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 really is worth it. Uh, uh, entering one of those uh, raffles slash waffles. Uh, there's uh, a lot to win for a fraction of the cost. It's also uh, uh, helping the guys that uh, uh, that help us, you know. So it's it's like a win win almost. But <laughs> I mean, it's pretty cool. We I think. One of the things that's actually helping the whole community globally uh, keep going is that we support each other. And which brings me to another reminder, local is lacquer. Always support your local store before going uh, online and getting what you need. Uh, You may pay a a few more extra uh, rands, dollars, pounds, francs, whatever your currency is, you might pay a little bit more. But the effect of what you're doing is, uh, is that you're not just helping uh, keep the local community going, but you're also keeping uh, that person whose only business uh, it is, uh, is RC or hobby shop, you you're keeping that man going or that person going, you're keeping his family going. And you are, and like I said, again, you are contributing to keeping the RC community going. You are, you are, uh, I, won't, I don't wanna say duty, but you are contributing to keeping the RC community alive, the RC hobby alive. By supporting your local store, local track, local local, you are one of the you are an unsung hero of keeping the the RC hobby alive. Don't ever forget that you are a hero in your own way. Like I said, like supporting local. So just remember the hashtag local is lacquer and remember where it came from South Africa. We coined that term first. Local is lacquer. so don't ever forget that. Uh, and you know, we will see that this uh, RC hobby keeps on going. So I want to see that you guys are uh, keeping your local tracks alive, keeping your local hobby shops alive, and uh, and we definitely going to keep it going for our generations, uh, generations to, co- uh, to come. Okay, so Jordan, Jordan. Dude, please forgive me. I'm about to butcher uh, your name. Uh, Jordan Munch. Or Munch. I don't know. I'm so sorry. (laughs) but uh, Forgive me, dude. I'm just going to call you Jordan. So Jordan runs uh, Scale Science. Uh, I think he runs an online store. And he has a track as well. And he also does uh, a podcast. Munch oh okay oh geez that, that's so much easier dude thank you so much jordan munch thank you bro thank you so like i was saying, jordan runs uh, scale science which is a uh online store and he has a check as well and he does a really good uh, uh live stream usually on a thursday so you guys should must join in and support uh scale science he also he does so many different really really nice things and he's well worth the support. So go out there, uh, support his page, support his uh, uh, all his stuff. And uh, again, like I said, by you supporting locals, you are an unsung hero in my eyes. You are contributing to, the, to keeping the hobby alive. And you are worth every shout out and salute. Well done, guys. Keep it up. Just keep it up. Uh, and also, I just want to make a special shout out to my boy Young Clooney, uh, who's uh, uh, part of uh, Team 420. Uh, He's uh, also running a bit of a raffle at the moment for his D-like uh, RER hybrid. Comes with a whole lot of uh, extra parts and spares and whatnot. You can uh, go to his profile and check it out. Young Clooney, Y U N G, Clooney, like George Clooney. Uh, (laughs) And uh, go check it out. You just need to message him for his PayPal address, and you guys can enter as well. I think it's around 14 euros uh, for a ticket, where you can enter as many times as you like. And if he doesn't sell out uh, the tickets in about two weeks, he actually mentioned that he will pay everybody's money back, which I think is a good deal also. And again, at a fraction of the cost, you are able to get yourself a D-like RER hybrid, which I don't even need to tell you guys how good that chassis is. Obviously, it's a completely different uh, driving style and, and et etc. Et but I think the legend of the D-like RER hybrid is uh doesn't need any more uh description than what's already what you guys already know it's a d like that's all you need to know so go there and give it give it a shot and you never know you'll be able to uh own a hybrid as well so what else do i have to say well there was one more thing yes there was one more very important thing that I did want to discuss with everybody. So I'm sure for the guys that are that are well into the hobby, or or have a few quite a few uh, years behind them, will will have been seeing or will be noticing the amount of newcomers that we have now, uh, which is very encouraging. Um, uh, I couldn't be more happy that we're seeing more and more new guys getting into the the hobby, but there is one thing that is uh, saddening me or disappointing me a little bit, and uh, it's the amount of effort that uh, these new guys are putting into the the RC drifting. I think they a lot of them are reverting back to the older guys who would pick up an all-wheel drive chassis, charge a battery, slap on some drift tires, and out they go. They're able to, uh, or they just slide away. They power slide away, drift away, whichever term you prefer. And, you know, and and call it a day, and that was it. And as we all know, CS is just about dead, all-wheel drive even more. Um, so everybody's onto to wheel drive. So the question that comes up a lot is, what's the what's the best beginner chassis to uh, re wheel drive to get? I have a certain budget. What what do I get? So MST we know MST has the only RTR kit re wheel drive kit at the moment, which. It runs basically out the box. You can make it drift. The problem I'm having is that, and what, and this is the reason I wanted to talk about it. the The part that's disappointing me so much about the new guys is that they they put the car together, they charge the battery, they go out there. I don't know whether they're drifting on a track, whether they're drifting on a makeshift track, uh, or how they're drifting, but they come back and they say oh no the car is not working uh what do i do ask a question uh, on one of the groups they get bombarded with answers you need to check uh, you need to check toe you need to check camber do the suspension what oil you running what pistons you running what's your springs what's your electronics what's your programming on your esc what timing are you running are you running turbo or boost What's your radio settings? How's your throttle curves? How's your, your braking? How's your what servo are you using? No, you're using the wrong servo. Change to a Rev D programmable servo. Use this gyro. It's too much of information for a new guy that that hasn't hasn't yet grasped the basics of RC drifting. The basics of rear wheel drive. Only answer <laughs> Perry says. Only answer they need. Send me a DM, uh, DM and I'll help you out. I generally, uh, and I'm sure you guys know me already. That uh, I, you know, I'm ever ready uh, to help, but I, but I try and and teach them first before helping them. So we need to encourage or or try and inculcate. Uh An atmosphere or a space of learning instead of just getting answers by all means, yes, we need to provide the answers because we have the knowledge because we have walked the walk we've been through the whole process we didn't have many uh uh many guys who uh, who came before us? Who who knew? Okay, we will drive. Uh, this is what you do. Give us the answers straight away. You know, they they sort of guided us. Okay, I tried this on my car. This is what I was doing. I tried this setting. You know what? Maybe you should try that. Now here, what we're doing is, we just we're just throwing all the information to them. And like I said, they still knew. They haven't grasped the the basics. Uh, of it all so how are they going to unpack all of that information that we're just throwing at them you you get what i'm saying okay so wolf says the problem is as well that newbies want to drift immediately no learning is wanted that's that's my point that is my point would would the rear wheel drive uh, and the way it is the way it's set up yes you can build up a kit straight out of the box and you'll be able to drift it but you gotta learn firstly you gotta learn how to drift and then you gotta you gotta learn what each thing does what does your camera do what does toe do what does the the CG do what does the layout do what does the balance do your your electronics, your suspension, what do all of these things do? How does changing each item affect the performance of the car? How does one change each item in order to achieve better performance? You know? Okay, so Perry says you don't. It's like Karate Kid, wax on wax of patience and understanding from the new guy and the teacher. Yes. But the thing is the the new guy has to has to want to learn as much as the teacher wants to teach. I don't think that we have we have any problems with uh people wanting to teach. We have so many guys who are ever ready to share the knowledge. But it becomes so tedious when you have guys asking uh the same questions but also not wanting to learn anything more beyond that they they have a problem they want that problem fixed and that's it and then moved on the thing is the only thing that they're learning is how to fix that specific problem and that's it so they're not learning the proper method of problem uh problem resolution I know I'm being very technical with the words that I'm using, but it, I find it that it's the only, it's the only way uh, I can explain what I'm trying to explain. Uh, I'm gonna try uh, on my end. Uh, I'm gonna try my best to, uh, to do, to share the knowledge and try my best to teach guys. Look. We we can't just be spoon feeding information. Yes, time to time that will happen. Uh, I totally agree with that. Uh, and Even I've done that. You go directly to the problem. Okay, this is what you do. This is what you do, and that will solve the problem. But I'm gonna I'm gonna start uh, to try my best to to teach him that. Look, uh, you have a problem. This is what you do. But this is what this does to the performance of the car. This is how you adjust it. And if you adjust it this way, you will get positive results. If you adjust it the other way, you're going to get a different kind of uh, result. But if you if you make the change in a certain manner, that is in keeping with your current setup. However, if you change this item uh, another way, this is how it's going to affect the performance of the car but you need to make a b and c changes to the car and that will fit in with this setup so i think if we if we have those kinds of educational conversations i think it will be more beneficial to the to the drifters to the new guys especially with that being said I think the uh, a lot of the, the newer guys that's coming into the hobby have a very short attention span. I don't know if you guys agree with me. Um, they, they want to drift, and it's exactly like Wolf says, they want to drift without learning or we not putting in too much effort. And I think uh, it's sad that we're moving away from that way. Um, we're moving away from going through the process giving ourselves time uh, to learn and uh, experience what's uh, how to go about doing what we need to do uh, how about uh, you know uh, setting up a car like why are we constantly going to the same people over and over again which there's nothing wrong with that uh, there's there's some really awesome guys who are really really good at setup but for how long can we keep on going to this guy and saying hey you know what Makai's, it's not right okay what is he doing Ah, i don't know he's just spinning spinning him out okay but why have you checked this have you checked that have you checked that ah no i haven't he's just spinning around and i thought i'll give it to you to check it out no you can't keep on doing that you at some point you're gonna have to say you know what I need to learn how this car is operating. I need to figure this thing out. I mean, doesn't it frustrate? you know, I I get that some guys are are not technical uh, at all in the least and have no interest in the technical side. They just want to put battery, charge it and go. Uh, I myself, I'm not particularly technical. I'll be honest, but I, I made the effort to learn the basics. Once I clicked with the basics, now I genuinely, and I tell this to everybody, I genuinely, I I tune my car based on feel. So I know my driving style now, and I know what I want my car to do. And if it's not performing the way I want it, uh, I know, uh, I kind of get a feel for for what's missing. And then because I've learned those basics, I know what to adjust. So I do a, a small adjustment here and see if it improves. Once it improves, obviously keep going till it gets worse and switch one back. And then I do that all round with whatever needs to be adjusted. And that's how I always, uh, and that's how I tune my car. Okay, I just want to go back to a comment here. Uh, Petty said, and I can't quite read it clearly. Okay, uh, I have to be honest though, the success, ratio is pretty high once they came to the track and experience it in real life with good examples right in front of them absolutely agree with that 110 percent and uh and it's also something that i've told newbies the only thing the only time you're going to learn is when you put the car on the track at the same time people are only going to listen to you once you show you have ability uh, and this is something I've learned from uh my friends Vivian and cisco and and richard and uh Llewellyn as well. They've kind of drummed that that uh, uh, that statement into my head that in order for you in order for people to to listen to you or acknowledge you you need to show that you have the ability, which is why personally I focus so much on on getting my skills up and now I feel like I'm there. So now I'm just working on my consistency, but that's a subject for another day. Uh, And uh, again, going back to what uh, Perry says, 100% correct. If you have good examples in front of you, the new guys will be able to follow that better and then understand. But at the same time, we need to be a little bit stern with them on the track and say, "Okay, you know what? You uh, you're doing well. Uh, I'm I'm a firm believer a firm believer in positive uh, damn I just had the word on the tip of my <laughs> my tongue, positive reinforcement. That's it. So uh, I'm a I'm a cup half full kind of guy, you know. So I prefer to see." Uh, the things in a positive light so i would say you know like you're doing well but this is what you need to do you need to focus on this then this then this okay your car is not uh, going well okay let's have a look right here's your problem here you need to adjust this this and this but when you adjust this, this is what it does. And you know, I'm going to try and be a little bit more vocal, a bit more helpful when it comes to that uh, regard. Okay, Wolf says, that's why I always recommend building a car and not just buying one. That is another good example, uh, 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 a good thing to remember, is when you build up your own, your own car, you, you're able to un- understand it a whole lot better and it makes complete it makes complete complete sense Uh, i would i would suggest it to to people who have a little bit of experience in in rc even if it's not uh, drifting but if they have a little bit of experience in rc i think it would be a little bit better however you know there's a lot of newbies who also like to get in the and work with the hands and get a bit technical and would like the technical side and that's awesome. Uh, so we need to feed those kinds of minds with, uh, with that kind of info. Uh, then I've come across quite a few, few people and I'm sure you guys have as well where guys just want an our kit and that's it they just want something that's already done where they don't need to do the work and all they need to do is just fiddle a little bit try a different setup and then put it on the track and off they go Uh, i i'm not totally against sharing setup i think it's something that uh i encourage and i think it's something that we all should do um time to time, we share our setup. The problem I have with sharing the setup is you have somebody that's going to copy that, uh, that setup, but it doesn't suit their driving style. There there have been so many occasions where, okay, I'll take myself uh, as an example. I tried a few different uh, setups from different people. Like I've tried a setup from my friend Cisco. Uh, I've tried a few things from from my friends Vivian and Richard, and some from the Kamoa Di uh, family, uh, and then I think I tried maybe maybe either Hayato or Takehiro's uh, setup. But as I went through these different setups, they it didn't quite work for me. Probably because I have a very different driving style. It, and that's another thing to remember. Each person has their own driving style, their own way. Some people are able to adapt to any chassis and some people are not. And uh, some people just have their own driving style. So I uh, I tried a few of the setups and none of them like quite 100% clicked with me, although they were very good. But what I did find was elements from these setup, uh, which suited my driving style and suited my setup. So I used that there, combined it, and now I've come up with my own personal setup, which is uh, which works really well for me. And I, I, like I said earlier in my uh, podcast, I'm able to get a lot more competitive uh, and a lot uh, more consistent with my with my drifting now wolf says a setup is actually something for your liking i found that a lot of times a setup from another guy doesn't suit you exactly exactly what i've uh what i'm trying to say not every setup will suit your style um the best i think the the best setup for anybody to work with is actually the factory the factory base setup and from there Uh, work towards your your own setup something that works for your own driving style whether you you have a an aggressive driving style or whether you like something that's a little bit more smoother more consistent or maybe you like something that's a little bit uh, in between a little bit intermediate way you have an aggressive driving style uh, uh, at times but you know you also like to chill and uh, and drift So it's, it's interesting. Hey, what's up Arthur? Thank you for joining for the few guys that have just joined in. This is the B-Rock RC show, a live podcast for the drifters by a drifter, where we talk about everything and everything in the world of RC drifting. Okay. So my boy Jordan says, I struggle in knowing when I need to adapt my style to suit a setup versus changing a setup for my style, especially as someone who is always learning. Um. Yeah, that's a, that's a bit of a tricky one, Jordan. What I what I would say to you though is, um, I don't know how much you you've been driving, but eventually you uh, the more you drive, you start to learn uh, about your chassis a lot more, and then you learn where uh, and how you want your car to perform. Uh, like uh, if you're in a tandem and you love the chase, so you want something that's aggressive, and so you'll you'll slowly you'll end up changing your setup to something that something like that. I, I think it's just a matter of uh, driving a whole lot more and uh, working with your own chassis, and then just changing, making one small change at a time on your own. Try not to trying not to use uh, somebody else's setup. So uh, after I went through my process of trying different setups and eventually settling on something that works for me, um, what I started doing was I'll video my my laps, uh, video my, my runs, and then go through it. And just have a look and see, OK, where am I initiating? Is it wrong? Is it right? How does the car look? How is it performing? Does it look like I can get more uh, um, more grip, more traction out of it? Do, am I getting too much traction? Uh, what's happening with the car? And then sometimes sharing that with a few of my more learned friends. Uh, and then some of these guys are so, so good, like like Daniel Christoff, for example. This guy is amazing. He had one look at one video, just one. And immediately he was able to tell me exactly what was wrong with my car. He told me what I need to change and and believe me it wasn't it wasn't massive changes it was really small changes. I did it, and immediately my performance went up. The car stopped uh doing the negative stuff that you know it was doing, like spinning out randomly on a on a wide sweep, that kind of thing. So whatever setup you have at the moment, drive it, just drive it and and you will adapt to it. And then eventually what will happen is you'll try and do something a little bit different, uh, different with your car, maybe pushing it a little harder, that kind of thing, whatever it is, or maybe just wall riding and trying to have the car you know, just on the wall throughout that sweep, you know, so uh, and then eventually you'll say, Okay, I need the car to do this, but this is what I'm uh, what it's doing, uh, this is my setup. Then somebody more learned than you will tell you, Okay, uh, your car is spinning out or your car is not getting enough traction because of this. Maybe widen your track and then, or oh, or maybe just add a little bit of uh, drag brake, for example. Or maybe it might be something so simple as changing the offset of your wheels, and it will immediately help. And that will help you develop your develop further your own driving style. Yes, a- Ackerman is your front end geometry is so important. I just want to go back to something that Jordan asked. Okay. What tuning technique made the biggest difference in your success as a drifter? Uh, Mine was tuning Ackerman. That's a pretty difficult question for me to answer, because uh, there were so many things that uh, I had needed to do to get my car right. Uh, I think that I had reached a point where I was able to drift But mechanically, my car was not sound. So the setup on the car wasn't 100%. And uh, time to time, uh, I find myself like exactly like what I said, like spinning out uh, randomly and stuff. Simply because I was just missing some little setup, something so minute that I couldn't pick up by myself. And I needed somebody else's eyes to... To point it out to me and tell me look this is what's wrong you change that you'll be fine uh, so yeah I think perhaps it was bad bad practice habits where the car wasn't 100% but I still worked with it and still tried to, to, to run it properly so I was actually adjusting to bad setup but once I got the setup right everything clicked so that's where i am now it was just a whole lot of practice Uh, but if i have to think back and actually point out or pick out a moment where everything changed i think it would have to be uh, right around the time i went to to worlds and the few moments after that once i came back Uh, I think because of uh, experiencing uh, the world's atmosphere and being amongst so many talented RC drifters and getting help from all of them and then just watching them work and then just listening to the conversations and you know just asking them a few small questions okay how do you go about doing this and that and what does this do and how do you tune these things here I think uh, that made me focus a lot more on my setup and driving and what is it exactly that I'm doing I think that's the moment uh where everything changed the moment I actually applied myself and focused on what I was doing i think that's the moment uh, that's the biggest thing that actually made a difference or uh, in my success really really uh, it was that moment that I made the choice to apply myself. I said, "Look, I'm going to I'm going to focus on getting my drifting right. I'm tired of being at the bottom of the barrel, uh, and that's not good enough for me. Uh, obviously, I aim to be uh, the best, but naturally, you can't always be the best. But what you can be is the best that you can be." The best of your ability, be the best that you can be. Uh, it, it's it, it's such a cliche saying, be the best that you can be. But what does it mean? What does it really mean? I mean, we, we just say, it, but uh, do we really know what that means? Being the best that you can be. It means giving your all, putting your full focus into what you are doing. And when the opportune moment comes across, you apply your, your whole self, your full concentration and focus, and whatever comes out of that, the result of that, is the best that you is the best that you could do at that time and i think that's what it means to be be the best that you can be whatever you choose go all out i'm just going to go back a little bit here okay Oh, well, how i hope it happens again i just wasn't uh, at a place to afford it at the time okay yeah man uh we're also hoping hoping for another world championship 2022 jordan woo interesting jordan would be a very very cool place to visit yeah so that's uh, that's pretty much uh uh all of what i wanted to chat about plus more i don't mind spending a few more minutes with you guys it's really awesome uh being with you you guys here um oh oh oh. oh, oh. Hey James, what's up, man? I will check that PM just now. Oh, <laughs> you see, Perry, this is what I call a high moment. Oh no, see, I'm I'm getting all my wires crossed here. We got. Penny talking to Jordan, then we got James talking to Jordan, and then I'm thinking we're talking about the place, Jordan. What is going on? I'm sorry, maybe it's maybe it's the time, maybe it's a bit too late. But anyway yeah. Uh thank you all for clearing that up and making me feel uh less of a or more of a fool. <laughs> I take it in my style. Man. It's all good. Uh, but anyway, I was just about to come to my next point, which um, I, I'm going to need everybody's uh, help about this. So in the next, uh, in the next few weeks, or the next few episodes, or maybe, um, what I'd really like to do is pay attention to to one thing. Per episode so in the following episodes until whatever however many I cover I am going to do a little expose on uh, the drift tracks from around the world so uh, if you would like me to do a little expose on your uh, drift track please send me a message and uh, I'll be uh, i'll be more than happy to do uh to do a little exposé on your track give your track more uh more attention uh more awareness uh and promote your guys uh track a little bit more so i have a few already uh, uh that i'm lining up like uh i'm going to start off locally first then move overseas so first one obviously i'm going to do my track which is the Rajyugan, drift circuit here in Durban. So we're gonna give you guys a little, a uh, uh, little bit of history into the track, uh, and talk about it uh, a little bit where it's situated and uh, what's been going on. What's the latest there? Uh, second, I'm going to do is uh, EDC, which is the Eden Dale uh, drift circuit, which is in up in uh, Joburg. That's where uh, a lot of my my really good friends are. I think in Cape Town there's a there's a track day or there's a track coming up. So I'm just gonna find out from the guys there what's up and bring you guys some news there. Then I got obviously we got Tory Circuit um uh, Dory Lounge, what I'm uh, which I'm gonna do. Then we got um Something, some tracks in the UK. Why am I forgetting all these tracks all of a sudden now? It's crazy. I want to try and do a few tracks, uh, uh, out of Japan as well. The one that comes to mind is uh, R.C.C. Ah, uh, thanks, Gesham. Really appreciate it, man. Really, really appreciate it. So, uh, just for the guys, for the guys that uh, out there, uh, Gesham Francis is a very, very good friend of mine who, uh, I worked with. Uh, many years ago, for an architectural company, and we've been in touch for a very, very long time. So we're talking like probably uh, 12, 13 years, maybe, round about there. Yeah, we've come a long way. So yeah, a few checks out in out in Japan. RCC. Um, I'm gonna try and do a little bit about uh, Yatabe uh let's see who else uh uh doctor circuit um uh rc iroha i'm gonna try and try and get in contact with them but let's see uh if they would if they wouldn't mind just sharing a little bit uh, about their tracks and you know, yeah, I think it would be nice. The only thing we know about the about the tracks out in Japan uh, is from the videos that we uh, that we watch. Oh yeah, James is the man. James has been touring that place like it's his second home, so he knows exactly. <laughs> Sweet man, yeah, thank you very much for the for the offer. Uh, I mean, uh, if you don't mind, really. I mean, it, it, it's it's content that. Uh, you might want to keep for your own podcast. So, I really, really appreciate uh, uh, the help that you're offering with uh, with these. And I think uh, for some uh, for some throwbacks and some uh, nostalgic memories, I I definitely think we should do uh, an expose on uh, Soul RC. I know when I was first uh, starting off uh in drifting solar was one of the first uh tracks that i've been um uh that i used to watch oh yes please that'll that'll be so awesome man it, it'll just be it'll just be like short uh, little interviews i just have some questions lined up for them and, you know, it, they don't have to be in front of the camera or whatever it is. Or if they want to record something, you know. But, yeah, yeah, that would be so awesome, man. Uh, I'd really, really appreciate it. Hey, Ricky! Ricky out in the US. Shout out, Ricky. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I almost forgot. Uh, Ricky, Hope you hope you're feeling uh, better, bro. I know you had a bit of, a, bit of an uh, issue recently and i'm so glad that you that you are around and and you look like or you sound like you you're doing a lot better so yeah uh strength and praise to you man just uh focus a little bit on yourself bro hope you hope you're feeling better um the the, just to fill ricky in i've been talking about doing uh, an expose on uh, drift tracks from around the world so, uh, I Jordan. I think uh, has a track like I said. Uh, so I think something on uh, uh, on that scale science track will be nice for the guys out in the U.S. I'm sure there's guys that don't that still don't know what's going on there. Oh, then there's also uh, the name eludes me. The I got the name on the tips of my tongue again. But um, Joey Tam, Joey Tam runs uh, Super G. There we go, Super G circuit. I think that will I think that will be cool. Do a little expose on it. So as you can see, I have a few I have a few tracks uh, in mind already to do some expose uh, on. Uh, I think I think you guys will really enjoy that, and hopefully by then uh some of my new gear will come through (laughs) i can't wait for that to come because it means i'm going to give you guys a better show i'm not going to have stupid issues with my with my phone and going live again i'll be able to go live properly and uh, and probably be able to stream on multi-platforms hopefully so that's going to be really cool and then i would be able to do a, a much a much better show, especially when it comes to things like uh a, a drift expose so I'm sure you guys will enjoy it and I hope you guys will uh and I hope you guys will in, uh join me when I do those uh exposes uh and then we'll take it from there I'll keep you guys in the loop and uh, we'll and I'm sure you guys, everybody's going to join in. So uh, just to remind everybody, the last few guys that have joined in, this is your boy, Bob Rock. And this is the B-Rock RC Show, a live podcast for the drifters by a drifter. Uh, thank you once again to everybody for joining in. It's been an absolute pleasure and an honor and a privilege to be doing this podcast for you guys um i know we had a very very rocky start in the beginning it's actually ridiculous how bad it was so i had to switch to fb to to continue the show but it's gonna get better don't you worry guys it's gonna be a lot better uh Just to do a quick recap, we spoke a little bit about the D5, the pre-production design versus the post-production or the actual production uh, uh, product that was launched. Uh, I spoke a little bit about the comments that uh, Jackie from 3Racing had made with regards to why the difference. I was just... It it stemmed from a conversation I had earlier on with a few guys, like, how come... uh, like why is it different to what it is now? So the picture that I posted was in uh, part of the original design renderings, and I said the actual D5 that we that we wanted. I mean we were so hyped the, the, from the IFS to the high motor mount, that that um, that one that wrap-up neck style uh, motor mount to to what we have now, to the RR, and then we went over all those things there. Then I went over the new term that we're going to use to describe anything that's so crazy, so out there, that it leaves us speechless. So we have one word to describe that. Haibo. Remember that. You're going to use that all over. Where somebody asks a ridiculous question, we say, Haibo and <laughs> start scratching over here because it's so crazy so and then we we spoke a little bit so we just i just wanted to give a shout out to to the guys uh doing the the waffles who's giving back to the community via things like this raffles and the waffles uh, and go out there and supporting them like guys like um aspo rc dale clemens guys like uh mike munoz from the who's doing the ronan waffles you know and then a shout out to my boy young uh okay and we got takahashi-san who just joined it thank you very much for joining it really appreciate it perhaps you can give some uh info about what's going on in japan oh man japan i'm sure everybody would have uh uh, got the news or, or must have seen the news uh already about what happened at uh, uh Ebusu circuit and how it was decimated by that uh by that earthquake there man more important uh, uh, than the circuit i hope uh, everybody's okay in that uh, in those areas they are in japan um I think, uh, you know, uh, it's one of those moments where we're all feeling it uh, because we love motorsport so much and we love drifting so much. So to see that uh, that amount of damage and carnage done to uh, such a historic uh, circuit like uh, Ebusu, um, you know, it makes all of our heart, uh, hearts sing up heart Uh makes our hearts cry um, and it's just left everybody you know just a little bit saddened uh, I can't I can't think of any drifter out there who doesn't have some sort of affinity towards uh, Ebisu and who wants to visit uh, Japan you know we all want to like I want to go there and and drift with a real car, hire it out, or whatever it is you can do to go out there and drift. I I want to do that. And I'm sure a lot of you want to do that. Um, so, yeah, I hope that they are able to recover from it. And I, I hope that they're able to rebuild the track uh, so that people can go out there again and enjoy the track. Uh, and to see all those cars damaged, oh, and you know, send one car to me. See just, just send it, ship it over, whatever it is. Just uh, an eighty-six, an Essex, whatever it is. Just please, ship one drift car over to me, uh, so that I can begin my my drift career. I would, I would absolutely love to go uh, drifting, to get into the real, uh, uh, the real drift scene. I'm 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 friends with a number of drifters and uh I don't know how it is out there uh, in uh, overseas but this this side it's like super hard and super expensive to get into drifting. Um I don't even know where to start really. I mean I mean I I know the guys that's a, that are that's into drifting that does drifting here in SA, but like I mean to just to get a a, a car uh, even if it's a grassroots level car to start drifting is so difficult here so so difficult and because it's not so massive as it is uh elsewhere uh, to find the guys that's um uh to help you build a drift car is is difficult so but you know uh, there's nothing wrong with dreaming Because that's the thing that gets you uh, It gets you places And it gets you motivated And gets you up in the morning you, you always have a dream Or a goal Or something to keep you going And that's what you gets you up in the morning Hey, that rhymes You saw what I did there Get an old city golf Dude, I have an old city golf But you can't drift an old city golf <laughs> drive in reverse really (laughs) now I will not do that to my old city golf Uh, it's too precious to me so I've been talking for a minute and I think I've done enough of that Uh, thank you once again to everybody for joining in to today's episode of the B-Rock RC show season 2 episode 4 thank you very much uh let's see never plan to start drifting with a fancy car but just a stock car with a good seat and basic drift will teach you loads dude that's what i'm trying to say i'm not even looking for any fancy car <laughs> i'm just trying to find a car to start uh, drifting uh but yeah i hope i hope i hope you know like i said we uh we we gotta keep dreaming in order to to keep us uh getting up in the morning and get us motivated hey rich i see you there buddy uh i need to just have a conversation with you about your about dory lounge uh i hope uh, i'll message you i'd like to do a, a little expose on your on your track no 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 not at all uh i i wasn't gonna start with the the expose today no, no, no. Uh, it's gonna be in uh, in the episodes to come. Uh, the idea is is to just do an expose on tracks from around the world, each episode. So yours is one of the first uh, uh, I've thought of actually. So what I want to do is start off uh, locally here in SA with my track, the one in in Johannesburg, uh, the one that's closer to where Vivian is, uh, and then and then start off. Uh, like if i'm looking at the globe i start up on my left so that will be uh the west and that will be from the u.s and i work i want to work myself uh through there <laughs> from the west to the east so but it really it all depends on how i receive the info and then i'll just get a feel for it so maybe mix it up but yeah yours is one of the first checks i want to do Maybe your wife will chop off your head, oh my god, she will absolutely not like it too much, <laughs> to be fair, but, um, you know, the uh, the one thing that I do, uh, first and foremost, is make sure that my family is taken care of, make sure my household is in order, bills are paid, uh, cupboards Uh, filled with food the kids are happy the wife is happy then I go about my my day Uh, and uh, then I go about um, with my hobby and I really appreciate my wife for for giving me the time and space to do uh, uh, you know to indulge myself in a hobby and also to do uh, this podcast uh although she hasn't made any mention of it but uh she's not she's not quite that that kind of person uh but at the same time she doesn't get in my way of doing uh doing my hobby and doing the podcast which i really really appreciate she gives me such uh, uh such space that you know it, 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 i have zero complaints she's an amazing person uh, she's also very hard working a great mom and uh, like all the other uh, drifter wives and mothers out there you know she does a great job uh great life so far i'm going to log out yeah man uh you keep well my bro uh and we'll chat soon again so yeah i've like i said i've been talking for a minute and i think i've reached my the end of my podcast for today uh I'm, I'm also running out of ideas of what to t- what to talk about so if you guys want me to hang around a little bit maybe there's something uh, you want to chat about uh or maybe you want to ask me a question uh, please feel free to go ahead i don't mind hanging around for a few minutes so let me know you guys have any questions um okay i I'll show you guys my body again. I'm still busy with it, but uh, it, it really did come out. Uh, I'm really, really proud of this one. Sorry, the light and the clay is not working too well. But uh, I think the, the color is amazing. I'm very impressed with, with the color. I think I went about it the right way. Uh, some of the guys here who, who actually do amazing paint work gave me some good tips about how to how to go about spraying the body uh how to make sure that i have consistent uh consistent paint consistency so it was all cool yeah i think that's about it guys thank you all for joining in on today's episode of the b rock rc show this is your boy bob rock and this is b-rock rc show once again a live podcast for the drifters by a drifter keep well guys stay safe we want to see you again and catch me next time on okay well uh, just before i can leave there's somebody who's come with a question above nish he says hi can you start drifting with the tto2 all-wheel drive okay so I'm going to give you some advice which I give all the uh, uh, the new guys and beginners uh, out in SA, whoever speaks to me. You can technically start drifting with the TTO 2 There's a couple minor mods that you need to do to it. Like you need to lock the rear diff and then eventually maybe lock the front diff depending. Put uh, get yourself a good set of uh, drift tires on, and then there's some basic uh, drift practices uh, that you need to do in order to develop the drift technique, like figure eights, uh, circles around the cone, etc., etc. Uh, that those kinds of uh, practices. All-wheel drive in uh, at the moment. There's basically no no all-wheel drive anymore. And I say that in inverted commas. Um, However, it is a great way for you to pick up the hobby and and start getting to understand what drifting is, understanding about uh, throttle technique, uh, about initiating a drift and things like that so if you want more info if you if you want more help you know you you got me on facebook you can message me anytime and i will i will help you out as much as possible um so i think that answers everything there uh hopefully if you have any more questions just dm me but uh, thank you, everybody, once again for joining into the B-Rock RC show. This is your boy, Bob Rock, and this is me signing off. You can catch me same time, same place uh, for the next episode. So that's a Monday at half past nine. I will inform everybody once I get my, my stuff sorted out. But until then, I will be live on uh, our live on Facebook. Uh, I'm not going to try going on, uh, trying to stream onto uh, YouTube again, Is just a mess. But what I will do is put the podcast onto, Facebook, uh, onto my YouTube channel, the way I've been doing with season one. Is it possible to convert it to a rear wheel drive? Possible, yes. Should you? Hell no. It's too much of a mission and you're never going to get it 100% uh, correct. If you're going to go rear-wheel drive, it's better that you get a dedicated rear-wheel drive chassis. Your, if you get brushless, uh, a brushless uh, electronic combo for your tto 2 just get yourself a rear-wheel drive car and transfer all of that. Work with that and then slowly upgrade what you need from there. That's the best possible uh, solution for you and the best way there for you to go about it. Really, don't waste your time converting a TTO2 into a rear-wheel drive. It's just going to be a pain in the butt. It's going to take you too long. It's going to cost you too much, whereas the same money, time, and effort can be used to in a, in a genuine, dedicated rear-wheel drive chassis. So you'd rather do that. Uh, thank you once again to uh, everybody for joining in. Uh, for the guys that just joined in, I'm so sorry um, we actually ending the podcast now, but you can catch uh, the live uh, the live stream later once it uploads and you can re-watch everything. Uh, I'm also going to upload this episode onto YouTube so you can uh, you can catch all of it right there. Uh, no you you're welcome bro, you're welcome. Uh, and again, you you got me as a contact you know anytime you message me i'm always there always answer uh and if anybody needs any help just give me a shout i will share my knowledge with you whatever uh, whatever i've learned um i will share with you so this is me signing off the of the b rock rc show thank you once again to everybody for joining in really appreciate the support stay safe and keep drifting alive. Also, support your local hobby shop and a local track. Local is lacquer. Peace!